listening to the TLC Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tyler, Landon, and Caleb. The Raiders decided it was post-game pretty early, I think. I think they were having a post-game meeting on the the (laughs) middle of the field before game. They were talking about when to warm the buses up. The wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round, round and round. The wheels on the bus go round and round. All the way back to Las Vegas. (laughs) There you go. Thank you for finishing that. That incredibly easy task. Welcome to the TLC FP. I'm Landon Fields. You can find me on Twitter at Fields underscore Lando. I'm Caleb Darlin. You can find me on Twitter at CDarlin53. I'm Tyler Savatinai. You can follow me at underscore Suavage underscore. You can find the show on Twitter at TLC FP. Chiefs and Raiders. The Chiefs destroy the Raiders yet again. 48 to 9. Total score between the two games is what? 89 to 23? Yeah. Uh, between the two? Not good. I would like to see them do this against anybody other than the Raiders, but I thoroughly enjoyed them seeing it against the Raiders twice. Um, if only we could play them three to four times in the postseason. Which, at this rate, <laughs> it will not be once. It will not be half. Um, nope. Chiefs get their sixth straight win, and they do it in impressive and quite immediate fashion. Um, you can easily take the under on the on the Raiders making yeah. the playoffs yeah. this year. You can take the under, but you're not going to win a whole lot of money. <laughs> no. no, it's not not a you huge line You should have placed you, your bet when they were going hot. Yeah, yeah, you can. You probably which we all told you you probably you probably should've. bet a thousand dollars to win about twenty six. <laughs> right, Tyler. Big thoughts. Um, don't overreact. I'm going to I mean, over, overreact. Overreact on the defensive side. <laughs> it's great. It, it's great. It looked fantastic. Um, offensively, we can't overreact. The one thing that uh, is becoming apparently uh, was becoming apparent and most important that we have found a number three wide receiver. Hopefully. Except he's our running back. <laughs> and not our first option at running back, but our second option. Daryl Williams. Daryl the Barrel. And the third and, option at running back might be better than the first option at running back. Better is an overstatement. Derek Gore is a better running back than Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And that's just fact. I'd like to see him do it against the ones. It was against the Raiders. Exactly. Against one the ones. play, one carry. Clyde Lo- only had three lo- yards of carry. Longer career long than Clyde. And that's not that's not hard to do. Although I no. will say Clyde did score two, three times. He had he had two rushing touchdowns. Yes. And if we if we give Derek Gore those, Gore those carries, he has three this game. But if you, but if you give Clyde those carries on the opposite goal line, he's busting that for ninety nine. He's busting two, two to three of those runs that he had were going to be very large runs. Nobody was they within were on the ten five yards of it. It's different defense you play. That doesn't happen. Clyde, I'm not ever betting on Clyde busting anything further than 40 yards. There were two to three that's plays just not what he does that anymore. were going to be big plays, 40 to 60 yards. Maybe what, not what? 90. 90 is an overstatement, but he was going to have big plays were those at a different spot there, in the field. There were a couple. What a weird way to also start a 37-point a blowout for us to debate the running back <laughs> immediately. Um, I knew it was going to happen because oh, yeah, I knew I we were going to bring up Derek Gore. Because yeah, yeah. He's, I, I just think that's the that important factor is that we look at Daryl and go, oh, wow, He's oh, yeah. behind behind Hill and behind Kelsey. He's the number one option. He's the second best running back, and Derek Gore is the first. <laughs> <laughs> no, Darrell Williams has has turned into like a legitimate receiving threat. 
Um, and lucky for us, our third running back's really good. Yeah, it's true. I'd like to see. <laughs> I I would love to see Derek Moore. I, I would love, love to. I would too. It was really nice to also see Josh Gordon get a couple catches. Uh, they manufactured the touchdown for him. Wish we the, could the, see Jerk McKinnon once or twice, but Jerk McKin- the Jerk McKinnon dream is dead. It's, it's, it's I, so I, dead. I hate to break it to you, but it's so sad. As soon as they stopped putting him in when Clyde was out, mm-hmm. and they started putting Derek Gore in, correct, that dream was dead. Sad yes. days. See you later. Correct. But the offense and and all, like both sides of the ball were absolutely dominant. And it is one of those weird games to break down because we know the Raiders are just really bad. We did this recap like six weeks ago when they did the same thing to the Raiders. There's not much different. There really isn't um, very much different. Uh, the, hey, literally the first snap of the game was a touchdown for the Chiefs and the Raiders were the ones snapping the ball. Uh, that's how the game went. One of yep. the big stat lines from the game, uh, Chiefs have only faced two high safeties less than 40% of the time in only two games this season. I bet you can guess who those two games were against. The Raiders. The Raiders. Where in week 10... I think it was 24% both 28 times. 28 and 24. 28% in week 10, 24% in week 14. I just, how inept do you have to be as an organization to realize, oh, hey, we got burnt the first time not doing this, and everybody else is holding them to, oh, I don't 22-ish. know. 22-ish. 23.8 points per game yep. in 11 games. 41 <laughs> points in week 10, 48 points in week 14, 23.8 average to the rest of the 11 games. And we're just going to do different from what everybody else is doing. Is that is that the rest of the games or is that including the two 40-point games? No, that is in 11 of the games that we've played so far, that's 23.8 points, gotcha. not including the 41 and the 40. I was going to say that'd be really bad if those were included. Yeah, it'd be, <laughs> it'd be pretty awful. Which, that's not a bad score line, especially when you're going against some really good defenses like we have, but Raiders yeah. are just awful. Very, very inept. Like, so Raiders. Mayock's done. Yeah. Yeah, he's done. And and I don't yeah. think uh, the interim, I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, I don't think he, It doesn't matter because he's he, done he's too. He's not coming back. Derek Carr's probably out. The interim could, well, uh, not a, I think, not a r- super long not shot a of a hot call. take. I was gonna say the interim could go but back to de- defensive coordinator where he, I think he was before. Oh sure, but I think For the, the Raiders might end up. Wa- I think the inter- Raiders might want to end up clean breaking this, and the only way I see Mayock staying on is if they believe him in a debate that. All of the decisions made were recommendations to John, and John went against his recommendations. That's the only way I, I see Mike going on. I think um, they want but to. I, I think it's definitely a clean I, break. I, I think could they understand. want to burn the Gruden air to the ground. Yep, I, I can see that. I would agree. But it seemed like they brought John and Mayock in together. They both well, they came brought, from the TV industry. They mm-hmm. both worked together. Mayock seemed like he really knew a lot of the behind the scenes, yeah. behind the scenes information. But as soon as he went to being a GM of a team, he totally lost every single insider he had. Yep. Because they're all now his competition. Yeah, they brought on John and John and and Mayock were kind of a just a package deal. I mean, Mayock was always going with John if he became a head coach. Yeah, yeah, I I think they are going to, uh, I think they're going to clean house, and I think that will include Derek Carr, quite likely. Uh, I think that is what's going to end up happening. I I think you're going to see probably the entire staff turnover or a large majority of the staff turnover uh, on the sideline as well, because I don't think they're going to keep any of the head coordinators. I don't know. Um, I think they're going to take everybody with them. I don't know if a new guy comes in and and axes Carr off the rip. 
I, 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 don't I think they're going to get rid of him that. before a new guy. I, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if he stands maybe a chance. To, maybe not, because I think I could see that think being the higher a decision. ups just make that as a decision. They bring in a head coach and a GM who bring in the guys that they want to bring in. I could. Or s- they could honestly interview think, people and be like, the only prerequisite to this is Derek Carr's gone. Like if the if the higher ups really feel that way, they could they could just hire the guy that's going to get rid of Derek Carr. They could, and and that could be a very it's a very Matt Rule thing. He came in, cut Cam in in fairly short order, and maybe that was gone. a higher well, see, up And this isn't, but this isn't going to be the same situation as Cam. Derek Carr is uh, the the Raiders' offense in passing is second in the league. Their rushing offense is 29th after Sunday against yeah. the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Derek Carr's bad, and you're right. It would, Josh be, Jacobs, it would be advantageous of a coach to come in and say, no, I want to keep Derek, but it'd be more advantageous to say, hey, let's move off of him. Let's send him to a place like, I don't know, Pittsburgh, where Tomlin doesn't have a quarterback and they want to continue to win. Or, hey, somebody call up Matt Rule and let's get this guy a quick because Derek Carr's not inept. He's not awful. No. He's on a bad team. I don't think he's I think there's a possibility you send him to Mike Tomlin and he has a chance, a solid chance to win a Super Bowl, but it's not going to be because he is the best quarterback on the team no. or in the league. He's going right. to be a decent quarterback that can win with a really, really good defense. But you call up Mike Tomlin. You call up Matt Rule, David Tepper, whoever, and you say, hey, I got this guy here. You need a quarterback. He's proven himself to be the number two passing offense in the league with a team that doesn't like to win very much and always has to pass so you know what we're going to do against you. And he still goes out there and and makes the makes a game out of it. If you didn't put a name with those stats and story, I'd have thought you were talking about Matthew Stafford. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> most of Matt Ryan's career. You know, so yeah. So I, you know, look for them to move off of Derek, not because he's a bad quarterback, not because they don't want him, but because getting rid of him will strengthen the team better to bring in a new regime. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing with Derek Carr. Yeah, I don't think he. He is not the problem in Las Vegas. It's it's everything else in Las Vegas is is the problem. I but I agree with with Tyler there. I I think they're gonna get rid of Carr because they're just going to want a clean house, and yep. the quarterback is a big part of that. I think they're gonna want to pretty much hit the reset button. Oh yeah, I mean I would um, especially new place. You're still. I mean this is the first uh, season that you've had with fans actually in the stadium. So I mean you could say that this is probably like kind of their first season in Las Vegas. So a clean break sure. from everything that went down with Gruden era is is definitely wise to get away from that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, let's talk about the Chiefs here a little bit in this game. Um, Two guys g- that need a huge shout-out. Derek Gore. top five <laughs> defensive leaders in pressure. Chris Jones, since week eight, number one. And somebody who needs a little bit of respect put on his name by everybody. Me included, the boys included, everybody in Chiefs Kingdom, NFL fans and non-NFL fans. Frank Clark is fifth since week eight in pressure at 28 pressures. While Frank Chris Clark Jones is been... at 39. The sacks wow. aren't there, and that's not <laughs> what we're here for. Well, that is what we're here for. But <laughs> disrupting the play and making sure that it stays contained is much more important than making sure you end up in the stat box. From first to fifth is 11 pressures. <laughs> yeah, I want to know who's second and how many it is. I'll look that up. Because 
39 is an absurd number in what six weeks yeah that's crazy wow that's a, that is a stupid amount that's ridiculous that's like eight eight a game eight times six, six is 40 uh six and a half yeah that's crazy yeah that's so many chris jones and frank clark have been remarkable um they, they they really have been chris jones has been a monster ever since moving back inside and, and frank clark uh has has played quite well this season really um he took a couple of weeks to get going. Obviously, he was injured very early. He took a couple of weeks to get his feet under him. But once he did, man, he has played very, very well. Um, he, he's been he's been great. He, he's been looking a lot more like the Frank Clark that the Chiefs traded for and a lot more like the Frank Clark that they got at least some of in, in 19, despite injuries and illness that year. Mm-hmm. He's been he's been really really good outside of his little defensive end adventure. He's been he's been honestly the best D tackle in football. Yeah, I was talking about Frank Clark, but Chris Jones oh. as well. Well, <laughs> well, and adding in Melvin obviously has been a huge impact yes. on that. But I'd also like to know what his pressure count would be since that that week he came on because. He's been phenomenal. He's been really good. I wonder how many tackles for losses as well, because he's had a lot in the run game. Yeah, he's definitely had a few. No, Melvin Ingram has played really well. Jaron Reed continues to improve uh, week in, week out. The D-line's great. They, they really are. Went that's, from being our, our least efficient and probably the most liable group to being the backbone of this team like we were talking about a few weeks ago. And that's really something we've been waiting to say since 2018. Yes, Chris Jones has been great, but the rest of the line has been really underwhelming um, for the last two seasons. We had that postseason in 2019 with the defense, and that was about it. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, And then 2020 was a struggle. Uh, and then this year yep. they've come out, and it was a struggle at first, but they have... Some personnel choices. <laughs> yes. Um, but they have turned it around to genuinely be one of the better D-lines lately in, in football. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have two of the top five uh, uh, pressure getters in the league in the last six weeks that uh, cannot go cannot go unpraised. They've been great. And it's led, I think, a lot to the defense just playing really, really well. No Jerry Sneed uh, for obvious and tragic reasons mm-hmm. on Sunday. Uh, definitely thoughts and prayers out to you, uh, Sneed, uh, this week yes. for sure. Uh, really, really sad situation there. On the football field, they don't have one of their top corners. And that corner group still played really well. They did. They, they definitely stepped up. Even with Dan, I think Dan, I heard, played 90% of the snaps. And I don't. We we didn't see him get torched much. And I think a lot of that is definitely to the defensive line's praise because yeah. of just how quick they were getting pressure. Nobody was able to even get over top of Dan by the time he. I mean, quarterback had to get the ball out. That's the only time that Dan needs to be in is when the defensive line is so effective. I think we brought pressure thirty four was it was thirty four percent of the time against Derek Carr, and he just couldn't handle it. His offensive and and again that goes back to not only one how good we were playing, uh, but two how inept that franchise is while getting rid of a top five center and a top five guard. And that's exactly what happened in the first game against the Raiders. The Chiefs were able to get pressure to him. Derek Carr was rattled, and they really couldn't do anything to adjust to it. And that was basically ball game because Derek Carr just started throwing arm punts about halfway through the game, and it was over. Mm-hmm. 
uh, what, what, so Patrick Mahomes, he, he didn't have a ton of yards. He had two touchdowns, which when you score 48 points, your quarterback only have two uh, passing touchdowns. That's not a lot. No. But he went 20 of 24. Very efficient. Mm-hmm. And I think most importantly, he had, and it was a little bit underthrown for sure, but he had an actual deep ball to McCole Hardman. He did. That was a down the field, down the sideline throw. It was yes, under he underthrew pressure. him. It was also under pressure. He also would have had a deep ball touchdown to Tyreek had there not been a pass interference call. Yep. Yeah. And he had the completely across the field throw to Tyreek. Beautiful. That was which, so good. Which Vin, that it's hard to say vintage for a guy that's only this only fourth year starting <laughs> vintage two years ago yeah but vintage Mahomes right like <laughs> yeah. we saw Man. a lot more despite not like the the gaudy numbers Three. that he had in the first game against Vegas where he had 400 yards and five touchdowns and just like with a fire breathing dragon that couldn't be stopped three years into his career we're using the word vintage, vintage. I know yeah it's weird <laughs> yeah it doesn't make any sense but he did have some of those plays that were like hey that's the guy we've watched and fallen in love with over the last few years that's the guy we haven't seen a lot of, at least, yep. in the last few weeks. And he was there in, in, in a lot of moments. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, but again, I just don't want to overreact. I know sure. everybody is going to, and that's fine. Like, let's have fun with this. Yeah, I'm not saying let's not well, have fun it's with It's the this. Raiders the second time, and they right, aren't playing the two. it goes against the defensive they're, matchup, they're, like I just talked about. They're not playing the too high, like... And Let's you, wait until we that, do this against the Chargers. They clearly weren't getting any pressure on Pat either. The one thing I will say that I was most impressed with that we had been harping on for, for a lot, obviously earlier in the season we talked about no 10-step 10, 10 dropbacks, read the pocket. In the last couple of games, Patrick Mahomes' pocket presence has been absolutely amazing. If he feels it and he needs to go down – He's going down and he's protecting the ball. Yep. He's climbing the pocket. He's looking for his running lanes. He's escaping and doing those things that we had he's seen cl- previously. He's climbing the pocket when he's supposed to. Exactly. Is the big he's thing. not escaping out the side unless it's a rollout. You know, he's there, there was a couple times which that's just going to be a given with any game, but it seemed like he's finally getting his feet back under him and really trusting this offensive line to continue to do their job. It's 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 like a Mahomes style when you roll out of the pocket when it's not really needed but it's it becomes something that you need to fix when he does it as often as he was early in the season and being because as pe- inefficient because when it's when it's happening over and over and over again teams scheme for it and then you you're just screwed when it happens but Mahomes doing it once or twice a game and it's just kind of part of his style because he makes plays in it but when he's doing it like 6 to 10 times a game teams are going to scheme for that they're going to have a linebacker watching for that and then the play's just over and if you try to make something out of it that's where we saw some of these stupid picks he threw yeah so honestly the i think the most Mahomesy throw other than the complete crossfield throw that's ridiculous. Was the throw to Daryl Williams on the touchdown when it was just a a very in rhythm, perfectly in stride on the swing route to Daryl Williams in the flat? That was like that was the Chiefs' offense in 2019. In 2018, like just it was so smooth, it was so easy, it was so there, and it ended up in the touchdown. I was like, that is the Chiefs' offense that has not been able to be stopped. Yes, it's the Raiders, but also we haven't seen it against anybody else. All season, really, and even it's, when the and it's been well. open. It's clearly yes. been open. Yes, and and oh, they yeah. found it. And that begs the question to be asked: Is Clyde just not able to be the receiver we brought him in to be? Because we didn't really bring him in to be a running back. No, that we wasn't definitely, the reason we well, brought him in. Well, and we don't we don't know a hundred percent sure what the front office is 
actual expectation was for him because we haven't used him. I don't think we tried to use him too much in the in the passing offense, but um, I, as a fan perspective and seeing what he did in college, that was definitely what the fan base expected out of him. That was the total expectation. I mean, the, you can't look at his stats. I don't. I don't care who you are. You can't look at his stats from college and say that's not. This is not what we expect you to do. Yeah. We want you to be a totally different player. That just it, it doesn't coincide with each other. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but I also don't think we've u- tried to utilize him as much as we should in the passing game. I would agree. And I and think yeah. part of that has to do the early injury for this season and the late injury for last season. I don't think I've ever seen uh you you guys remember the Daryl Williams play uh that was like his first big big catch um earlier this season. Remember the fifty-fifty um, ball? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen Clyde that was against the Raiders. Mm. I, I haven't seen Clyde run around that deep in his whole career. I don't think because that was that like a fifteen due to scheming. That was like a fifteen to twenty-yard throw. Like I don't think I've seen Clyde down the down the field that far ever on a pass play. To be fair, I don't ever think he's that open. That's true, but I, like, but we Dar- we Darryl- also haven't seen him run routes like that. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, I it's partially scheme, and I, I don't know if it's anything that has to do with skill level. We're just not seeing it, it drawn up. And I mean, maybe it. they're just not seeing it in practice. I mean, that they just be. they came out uh, this week and said that. Um, I can't are, really ever say I saw it at training camp when you and but, I went. I mean, they 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 came out and uh, said something about DeAndre Baker not performing much in practice, but he's doing it in the game. That's true. Although so. I didn't see him much in Sunday's game. Yeah, Rashad Fenton was back off of injury, so that yeah. plays a point. And I, I did, there was there was some DeAndre Baker. I I noticed him out there a few times, but yeah, um, not not a lot. Um, yeah, you know, I think you're right with with Clyde. It's interesting, like. I don't know why it just it really feels like they don't trust him catching the ball. Yeah, is he just a bad route runner? Is he I don't even think it's routes he, because it, he it, he doesn't even get like bubble targets. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm he's not. They're not throwing it to the flats. They're not throwing the bubbles. They're not throwing the angle it, routes. I mean, you gotta I wonder be, if it's just like a feel thing, and he just doesn't have any feel for like pass catching or finding space or. He is that good of a blocker that they just leave him in to Maybe. have an extra blocker for pa- that. Could be the other thing is they just use him as another block because his his pass blocking skill set is actually really good that I've seen. Yeah, no, I would agree. I think yeah. his pass blocking is solid, but it is also odd that for now two seasons. Just put Blake Bell back there if you're uh, going to do that. Right, right, honestly. yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you're just like <laughs> yeah. put, put the fullback, put Blake Bell out there. And just let them block if, if that's what it's going to be. Now, of course, you can just kind of leave a slow linebacker out in the middle of the field if you want, um, if that's going to be the case. So you, you want to keep the defense kind of honest. But, yeah, like, it is odd. It's weird. I'd like to see Clyde on a Texas route here and there. I would love, so often. I would love to see Yeah, him. it'd be great. Um, anything else to talk about here in, in what was a absolutely dominant uh, 35 points in the first half alone, and obviously they took, the, took their foot off the gas in the second half a lot, but... Well, one for the Chiefs. I'm not getting too excited until we do it against the Chargers. Facts. Once we Fair. do it against the Chargers, I will be just as happy as any fan in the NFL. There's one thing that's before we get to the to the to that one. Number one, there is outside of of 
the defensive line, there are two shining spots. Number one, Anthony Hitchens has not been a liability as no. in the, since like since bringing in Melvin, I think, or maybe a little bit before that. He being a, or as soon as he came back from injury, he stopped being the liability that we knew him to be and started playing harder. Now I know he's taking a little bit less snaps. He's he's switching in and out with Ben Neiman. Maybe the man was just tired. Maybe he's just tired. <laughs> I don't know. But the shining spot outside of the defensive line has got to be Willie Gay. Willie Gay is all over the field. It doesn't matter if it's to his side, the back side. That man can run in coverage and oh, yeah. get the sack if he needs to. He's a run stopper. He's a coverage guy. I mean, he is doing everything and more than we expected him to do. I really wish we could have seen it more last year, but he is starting to be a bright and shiny star of this defense. Madden's disrespecting that man's speed. It's only 88. He needs like a 91. He needs like a 93. 93 is, is a fast. bit up there, but I think 91 would be fine. Tyreek's a 99. I think he could be a 93. No. <laughs> if you line Tyreek and Willie Gay up, Tyreek would beat him in a 40 by 10 yards. That would suffice a 93. No. I uh, um, I also want to say that the Chiefs are now uh, even or positive in the turnover differential. Finally, which uh, that wild. Wild. Too, what yeah. the hell? Wild, but thank you, Raiders. We are there. Long. Thanks, Raiders. The, the one concern I have, and I want to know your boys' thoughts: Travis Kelsey. Over the last umpteen weeks, just didn't need him last game. I'm, That's yeah, really it, all it was. It hasn't just been against the Raiders. It's been against almost every team that it's, we've played. It's been against. a fairly slow season. It's, it's he's also, still on par for like twelve hundred yards. He's fine, which is wild to me because he's been dropping a lot of passes. He hasn't been getting open. He has been less than ideal, but I think he's fine. He's obviously taking up a lot of guys in coverage. But is that worrying moving into the later part of the season? Yes and no, because... Not really for me. On one hand, he's still been good. He's just not been Travis Kelsey good. And Travis Kelsey good has been all-time great tight end level play. He's still been a solid tight end. He's just not been at the the standard he's set for himself. Similar to, to Mahomes, right? Um, it's not that Mahomes was outright awful, it's just that compared to what we see <laughs> from times Mahomes, they both played as the best at their position in all of football for yes. all of eternity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they just they were playing under their set standard, which makes it look kind of bad when the set yeah. standard is that, that high. high. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It, it makes it look bad by comparison. So I'm not too worried, but at the same time, if he continues to just kind of have whatever games and the state of the rest of the receivers, which is effective to a very fine point <laughs> um then yeah it would be it would be a bit worrying but again if Mahomes does actually start to consistently play well I trust him as a distributor to those to the rest of those guys even if if Kelsey is, is not putting up the, the insane numbers that we normally see him do looking at it so far for this season he has 109 targets with 73 receptions which is a low point I Which is definitely low for career. him. 73 receptions is still good, but on that many targets, but, yeah. Yeah, this catch percentage is not very good. Yeah, um, He is getting 12 yards of reception, but he's right now he's sitting at 875. So he still is on pace to get 1,000 yards uh, through the next four games, uh, but it is looking a little sketchy with a 67% 
catch ratio. Yeah, definitely uh, not what you want it to be. Over the last few games, I mean, he had 75% catch ratio, catch ratio against Vegas, which was pretty good. He was three for four. Uh, but then 37.5 the previous game and 62.5 the previous game. He's only, he's only had like three games above 80% and four games above 70% catch ratio so yeah uh it, i'm just a little concerned i think it, it has a lot to do with pat how pat plays um he's also getting up there in age a little bit yeah 30 starting to 32 i believe not old by any means but he's getting up there no he, he's definitely starting to hit the back nine of his career though for sure yeah. we'll have to see if he can continue on uh, he'll definitely the he'll, 39 he'll, year old kelsey looking like Delaney i think Walker. he'll play for a while i just right. i'm but I, what, when does this what level, level of play exactly. yeah start to drop she's drafting a notre dame tight end <laughs> because that's where you draft tight ends from hey if you're gonna do it this will be the year matthew mayer he's he's pretty nice at, at a notre dame he's, he's really good he's well, probably the best tight end all gray he's coming in I'm well, been napping on bit. noah gray well <laughs> sleeping on him Na- a bit. noah's been napping on noah as well yeah that's true we got. Don't forget, we got Jody. That's don't true. Forget. Actually, we don't, don't forget. Sorry, Matthew. We got Mayer. Jody. I, I love you, but go somewhere else. We got Jody Force, and we, <laughs> we don't. We don't need you we here. We got Jody, baby. As He's much coming. as I want Jody to be really good, <laughs> he will be. Just I think you. I think he will be. Gotta give him time. He got. He's still he young. Got He's still really young. We gave him a lot of years. He's twenty six. Only a lot only of years. Like three He's twenty six. He's twenty six, and he's played in like three football games. Hey, man. Yeah, he's gonna play in more than that next year. He's gonna play. I hope so. I just I'm not I'm Blake not good. Bell is in the team next this year. He will not be next year. I'm not he getting my hopes up for Jody Fordson. That's a sad place to be. It is a sad place to be. <laughs> I'm not getting my hopes up though. Uh, anything else before we move on to the rest of the week? All right, let's do it. Uh, what what? Well, there's one one game that stood out. Uh, there's a bunch of games that stood out a little bit at least. Uh, Ravens Browns came down to the wire. Lamar Jackson gave me zero fantasy points. Thanks a bunch, Lamar. Uh, he was hurt, so it's not really his fault, of course. Uh, that game came down to it though. Uh, a two point conversion question uh, was being was being questioned. I should say we're not talking about this. I don't want to talk about it. Kids, <laughs> and I already talked about it. Uh, it was a big moment. Um, good game though. Fun game. I'm I'm a little bit surprised the Browns won, even with Lamar out, because the Browns have been just so inept. So glad the Browns won though, because it does help the that's Chiefs. Very good for the Chiefs. It does, does help the Chiefs. The Bills taking a loss really helps the Chiefs. But how how oh, extensive? What a disgusting way for them to lose though. Before we get there, <laughs> how how extensive do we believe the injury to be? Um, there hasn't really been been much commentary on I it. Say, what, as what, of what's late. the official? It was an injury. Ankle. It was an just, ankle. Just I think it's a. I think it's probably so a high. Things. It's probably a high ankle sprain, and which those aren't good. No. Those are the worst. I did see that he was not officially ruled out for the Packers yet. I think he'll miss one game. I think he'll miss the Packers game, and he's going to fight his way back to be in Week Two against, I believe, the uh, the not the Ravens. Um, uh, the who is it? I think it's the. This they week? don't have the Browns again, do they? No, next week after the Packers. Yeah, uh, after the Packers. I was just looking at it. That's a that's a good question. Uh, I think it's the Bengals. Bengals, yeah, tough game. They, I mean, the yeah. rest of their games are tough. That will be a good yeah, game. I the mean, easiest opponent, the, the Bengals, the Rams, and then the Steelers yeah, again say, to end off the season. The easiest opponent they have stretch. is the Steelers, and they've been playing good recently. Not With bad. or without Lamar, I don't think they're beating the Packers. Their best bet is just to bench him for the week. That honestly, you might be right. Just let Tyler Huntley do what he can. Um. 
I mean, there's no, there's no shot. Like, we don't believe that they could, like... But but that's but they're in a weird place though where their division race is so tight and the wild card race is still really tight that they really can't afford to just punt on a game if they can help it. I'll say it now. I don't think the Ravens make the playoffs. I can't inherently disagree. Like I don't think that's a dumb thing to say because like Cleveland I, and Cincinnati are only one game back. Pittsburgh yeah. is only one game back. They've they've done a one and one with with Cleveland. They have the possibility of doing a one and one with the Bengals, and they have a possibility of doing a, a one and one with with Pit, or zero oh two with Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think that Ravens Pittsburgh game in Week eighteen, correct? Yeah, Week eighteen. Week eighteen is going to be a big one. It's going to be a mass. It's going to have massive implications for sure. It's going to be a big, it's gonna, big game. This, I, I'm I'm saying it. They are. We will not see. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens in the 2021-2022 NFL playoffs. How sad would that be? I'd be fine. Not sad for some people. No. Sad for Ravens fans. Just where we thought they were going to be and where they currently are. You know who else isn't going to make the playoffs? The Chiefs. The oh, Bills. What? I'm just kidding. The Chiefs. <laughs> the who Bills. are we going to see at the playoffs Let's... if the Bills and the Ravens aren't? And are the Browns going to be in? Do you think the Browns are going in? Obviously, if well, you think the Ravens. I, I don't know. The Bills. I, I don't know. The, the next, they've got the Raiders and then the Packers, Steelers, and Bengals. Yikes. So they, they obviously have a hard road, too. Um, but they're going to get this. You haven't seen back. the Bills' remaining schedule. So the Bills' remaining <laughs> schedule, they haven't been playing Oh, well. it's super easy. That's it. They have Panthers at home. Then they do go at Patriots. But then they host the Falcons and the Jets. That should be at least three That's wins. That's a cakewalk. But the Patriots also only play the Bills, and then they play the Colts, the Dolphins, and the Jags. Yeah, but the Bills are getting three more wins. And They're the already at eight, right? Better. The Bills are already at eight. The Bills have seven. Seven? So ten, ten, ten wins ten, is ten getting you seven. in. That ten wins is in. There. Easy. There's uh, seven on a wild card. Teams. I'd give it to you on a wild card, sure. There's seven playoff teams. Ten wins is getting in easy. Ten wins should get you there. But Nine wins usually gets in. It's not as sure a thing as you'd think it would be for Buffalo, for sure. That's true. They I mean, dropped this some is, weird ones. It's going to come really, really close because if, we look, at, if we look at the leaders right now, you've got Kansas City on nine wins and you've got New England on nine wins. New England, that's the one and two. New England one, Kansas City at two, and that's neck and neck. And you've got at eight wins right now. Oh no, three. sorry, Tennessee. Tennessee, Tennessee we're third. Tennessee right is now. above us as well. So that's three. and they're going to definitely at drop eight another wins, one. You've got Cle- or, uh, Baltimore and the Chargers. So that takes up five total spots. You've only got two left. You've got to get. You've got a seven and six Buffalo. You've got a seven and six Cleveland. Seven and six Cincinnati. Seven and six Indiana and a seven and six Denver. Now I don't think Denver makes it, but that's going to make for a tight race, and the Bills might not make it. Yeah, yeah, it'll be tight. It'll be really. Tight. It's not like Indiana's got a tough schedule after that either. They've got the. Oh no, they do. Never mind. The oh, Indiana Colts. Indiana. <laughs> Indianapolis. <laughs> they are Indiana. Got a tough, they they've got a tough schedule ish. They play the the Patriots and then the Cardinals. Yeah, that's uh, definitely that's difficult. Uh, the two top seeds in both conferences. It's going to be a wild ride to the finish. Also, we're probably going to get a team with a losing record out of the NFC make the playoffs as a wild card. It's very, very on the table right now. The AFC is going to come down to a wild last couple hours. Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Week 18. It's going to be It's going to be some fun football to watch. Yes. For sure. Yes. Both the noon slate and that in that 3 o'clock uh, slate is going to be wild in Week 18. Like, I mean, this is shaping up to be one of the more insane... 
like last weeks of the season that we've ever I'm seen. I'm kind of happy they added the seventh playoff team now. I was yeah, I was against it, it at first. It creates this, but there's the seventh the the seventh team that gets in, and it just makes that week way more exciting. Yeah, yeah, because normally it's like if you have a team with a good division or a, a division with a good team, and they have a good wild card team, that's yep. like you only have one spot available. You have two mm-hmm. extra spots yep. available, even in the case of you have. Well, a lot like of times you have division. You a lot of times you're in the the year on a division game, and if you got. <laughs> If you got one of the best division um, divisions in football, and you got three potential people in, and those two are playing, and one of them—I mean, one of them—could go out like division games for a playoff spot. Or man, that's that's prime football. That's yes. some of the best football to watch. Ever. Which is all of of the last week they've done over the last number of years. Yeah. Is is the last week is all division games, which makes mm-hmm. you get basically division championship games and, and basically mm-hmm. wild card play in games. Yeah, uh, so you get some like pseudo playoff football in that last and week, just which is awesome. like some amazing rivalry games. Oh yeah, here's your team with a losing record that makes it in the NFC: Minnesota Vikings. I agree. Minnesota they will Vikings win. Are going? They will win two of their next four games, and they are six and seven currently. <laughs> They will beat the Bears twice. They will lose to the Rams and the Packers. That's probably factual. That is, I would certainly think so. And with a losing record coming in second place in the NFC North, they will make the playoffs. Not on the Falcons. And I think they will win a playoff game. It's either going to be Minnesota or Washington. It is not going to be the Falcons at all. The Falcons, they go at Niners, which is going to be tough. They're losing to the Bills. They host the Lions. That's easy. Well, they go at Buffalo, which Lions have been be playing close games, and they just lose the rest. And then they most host of the Saints. That's also uh, that well, should I mean, be at the least Saints eight. might be an easier dub than well. Nick Kamara just came back. I, mean, I was gonna say. Let's just look at the. Well. Let's just look at the top four. You're about to have Arizona is about to go eleven and two. Yeah. Watching that game right now for any of you. Who and they're actually know. currently losing, they're, but we they're have, currently losing. We have faith they're going to win this game. They will win this game. Mm, we'll see. Even we'll if see. they don't, we have three teams in the NFC at ten and three. That's Green Bay, Tampa, and Arizona, with Dallas following up at nine and four. So there are your four top seeds. You've then got the Rams, the Rams making it in at either nine and four, eight and five, depending on how this game. And ends. right now, San Francisco's getting in. Because yep. they're at seven and six. Yep. So there's your six. You got one more. And one team Washington, that's making it in. Philly, Minnesota, Atlanta. Uh, who else is around there? New Orleans. Yeah. New Orleans is. Are they they're also six and seven. Six and seven. Um, even that's then, you got the Panthers are five and eight, and somehow still in this. Like nobody. <laughs> no. Seahawks are five. The Broncos and eight. are still in it for the AFC. They are. Yeah, they it's are. Seven and Which six. is They're wild. Very in it. I mean, yeah, they they legit have. I mean, they control. Yeah, the Seahawks their... are five and eight, still in this. Like, NFC, you guys are trash. You oh, are yeah. getting in a losing record team, and how does that the, feel? There are three teams, only three teams that I would say are like out, and even two of those are still only two out with four to go. The Giants are out. <laughs> I I would agree the Giants and Bears are not going to be good enough to actually get in. But Detroit is obviously out. Detroit. Detroit is the I one think team that Detroit is. They're close. They're mathematically, mathematically out. They yeah, are they've mathematically been, they've out. They've been eliminated now. already. Yeah. The other two teams, the Bears and the Giants, I would certainly never actually say are going to make the playoffs. 
but are still only two out with four to go. Like, that's wild that you have two four and nine teams that are two games out of the playoffs with four games to play. You know what's really sad? Is that Houston and Jacksonville were both eliminated before the Detroit Lions. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they both have one that is, more win. That is shameful. That's awful. Very shameful. Off, the, those two franchises should be sold off in a raffle right now. For $6 and a bag of Wheaties. <laughs> Give it to somebody who's homeless. They'll do a better job. <laughs> they would appreciate it more. They would. They would try to win. They would. They'd be cash poor, but they would try <laughs> they, to win. Yeah, that would be <laughs> what they would call a cash poor franchise, but they would be they would be rich in spirit and better off for it in the long run. Exactly. Uh, bonuses of zero. <laughs> the NFC really is stacked, though. Really... You genuinely only have three teams out, and they are truly out. It's the Jets, the Texans, and the Jags, but everyone else is in this thing, is in the hunt, and, very much so. And to kind of, you know go along with that, look at this weekend's game with the Cowboys and the football team. Football team was out of it very, very early and came back and only lost by seven points to a team who's supposed to be one of the best, and a lot of people were calling the best team in the in the league for the for a couple weeks there uh, before losing getting demolished by Kansas City and Denver. Um, so it's not like you got some teams that are sitting there at the top, but some of those guys maybe not as good as we thought they were. Yeah, they're dropping weird yeah, games. They have um, so weird. Even the Buccaneers, like Tom Brady's had a few like just weirdly bad games. Um, obviously played the Bills this week and just Tom Brady'd it. But yes. before the Bills game, there was two to three weeks where he was playing some average at best football. Yeah, and it's true. I mean, they're arguably the best team in the NFC if you uh, don't like the Packers. Um, Packers have been playing great recently, but there were a few weeks, a couple weeks back where the Packers weren't playing well. Like, it's just, it's, it's all over the place. What do we feel about the Chargers the last couple weeks as they go in to be our next opponent? They're scary. <laughs> <laughs> They're scary beans. What are we, they, what are we they, scared for? This is, this is easily their biggest game, though, because they will have um, the Texans, the Broncos, and the Raiders. I'm scared for our offense who doesn't perform against anybody, not the Raiders. That's that's a fair observation, but like they beat the Giants. They got past the Bengals. They beat the snot out of the, the Bengals. The Bengals haven't been good. No. This they also got, the they did like get I crushed. talked about. You figure out Jamar Chase with no offensive line, it's gonna be easy to figure out. They lost the Broncos by two touchdowns not that long ago, three weeks you ago. You barely get past a bad Steelers team. They lost the Vikings at you home. You lose to a Vikings team. You barely get past the Chargers. You get beat by the Patriots who just started their run. You get murdered by the by the Ravens. You squeak like none of these games as we continue to list them off really make me like they played the Chiefs in week two or one whatever. Uh three. And got past us. And that was a game the Chiefs turned the ball over. We four, should have won. Four turnovers the Chiefs had, and the Chargers only won by six, and you could argue the Chiefs should have won that the game. The Chiefs should have won that game. There's no indication by the way that they're playing offensively or defensively so far in this season that makes me worried about them. I th- I think Especially that defensively. I think that they're one of the teams that will potentially make the playoffs for sure. Well, I think I think they're going 11 and six because. But I don't know if they get past. Well, not the to spoil my pick in the next. I don't think the they're going to win this episode. game, but I definitely am worried about this game. It's a very it, it is a very classic. The game the Chiefs have had in the last few years, uh, and they had these games in the Alex Smith era as well, it's that mid to late season game where the division rides on it. And if the Chiefs win, 
then it's all but a lock they win the division. If the Chiefs lose, then it becomes an uphill battle. And 90%, if not every time, the Chiefs have won that game in the Reed era. And this is another big one. What do you guys think about Aaron Rodgers never losing to the Bears? He never will again. I don't think he will again. <laughs> Unless that man plays till he's like 46, he's probably not losing to the Bears again. I mean, how ridiculous is that to play for, what, 16 years, 17 years? Something like that, yeah. And to never lose to a franchise you play two times a year. No, he's lost to him. He's lost oh, to Oh, he them. has lost to him? Yeah. He has lost. He's, he's just like 20. So little that it, no one... Yeah, it's, like, it's like 22 and 5. I, did, I actually thought that he didn't lose to No, him. he was like no. 20. He's like 22 and 5. Still I don't think they, I don't think they've lost in Lambeau. Maybe they have. But that's probably the stat, honestly. That's probably they probably, what, that's probably, probably never lost to them in Lambeau, which is still crazy. You play them every single year in Lambeau, <laughs> yeah. and you've never... Man, like, that was the easiest I, 45 spot to predict of all time. Oh, yeah. Was, was the Packers Easily. rolling the Bears. Also, that onside kick should have been a touchdown for the Bears. Um, change yep. that rule. That Make that a rule. Changed. you got to be able to advance 100%. the onside kick. Uh, I, I think, yeah, anytime... I think it's the same thing with a fumble or whatever, like... If I have the ball, I should be able to to run forward with go it. Go forward with. I it. get why it's not a muff punts because Colin were said on the broadcast. And I agree, those would be touchdowns a lot on muff punts because mostly there's one guy back there. Yeah, you, you know what you do to to make sure that doesn't happen? Catch the punt. Catch the damn ball. <laughs> I don't care. It's your yeah. fault for not catching it the ball. It's be. an excellent point. If it point. is a live ball, I am of, it needs to be played live. I am of the position that I think it probably should go down as just a fumble because that's really what it is. Yeah. They no, dropped that's the all ball. It is. You had possession or somewhat possession. Like, it's not a catch. It's not a reception. If that's the case, like, let's do one of two things. If you muff a punt, you can't. it can't go to the other team. Or it's a live ball. Like there's, there, I there much can't prefer be, the second option. It can't be either or. We can't say, oh, it's it's a it's a reception or oh, it's a <laughs> fump. Like, if the ball is in play, let's play the damn ball. Yep. I don't think it's that. I don't. I know you guys agree with me, but it's it does. It seems like a yeah, lot but, of these uh, things yeah, on the, on the that the NFL sure. is coming up with these rules is just a little ridiculous. Yeah, some of them for sure feel like I get why. Like I get some of the fumble rules because they don't want people intentionally fumbling like they've had uh, in days gone by, where people would intentionally fumble to advance the ball further. So I get why they don't want that because I, that, I get why that can get a little gimmicky maybe. But I, in most other cases, though, I do agree. Like on a muff punt, on an onside kick, the ball's live. Let's 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 play the ball. Like let's play. Let's finish this play off and see what happens. Um, I would say with especially fumbling with the, the kick, ball going forward and then it like goes out of bounds or whatever. That is. That's not that would not be considered a live ball. So right. that could be penalized. Someone, that, what I'm saying is specifically a live ball. Yes. Someone yes. needs to find a punter that can like squib kick like 35. I, <laughs> honestly, they all could. They all can. Every single one of them can do it. They all practice it because they have to do the coffin corner presence. And hey, I don't want to kick a 90 or a 70 yard field goal, so I'm going to punt 40 I mean, yards and straight up just at the ground squib. Like mm, yeah. oh, some downward force, yeah. Squib kick it down, like the field. bicycle kick, like so in soccer like, <laughs> at like a punt though. So like, so that it's like, like insanely kick. hard to field. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be, be very really, fun actually. They, there would be no more soccer players. They'd all just 
Yeah, they just be That's not true. All That's Australian true. Rules, uh, <laughs> players would just punt in the NFL. Like, That's yeah, true. There'd be no more rugby. <laughs> they'd stop going to Oregon and Texas, and they'd be, start going to the NFL. There'd be no more rugby. It would just be a bunch of Aussie players trying to make it in the NFL as a punter. <laughs> well, I think that is going to just about do it for this episode of the TLCFP. I'm Landon Fields. You can find me on Twitter at Fields underscore Lando. I'm Caleb Derlin. You can find me on Twitter at CDerlin53. I'm Tyler Savatianaya. You can find me at underscore Suavage underscore. Find the show on Twitter at TLCFP. We're going to tweet this episode. We're going to tweet the next episode, so stay tuned for that as we preview the Chiefs at the Chargers on Thursday night football. A massive game for division implications, for seeding implications. It's going to be a wild one in SoFi in sunny Los Angeles, so stay tuned for that. We will be back later this week. Go Tune Chiefs. in early. It's coming on Thursday. Go Chiefs. Chiefs.